Bagseed Chronicles. Collection of things just over time. It's like, yeah, I really don't like Texas that much anymore. I don't like the vibe here anymore. Seed Chronicles. It is me, your humble host, Uncle Dig. And I am really, really happy with how the sticker thing turned out. Y'all are making me think I need to get a P.O. box, though. I had uh, a few stickers made, and I, you know, the last show I said, hey, um, hit me up on Instagram or email me at UncleDig4 at gmail.com and ask me for some stickers, and I'll send you some out for free. And I'm out of stickers. So, um, I'm on a fixed income, so my fixed income comes in on May 1st, and I'm going to make more stickers, and I am going to get with you guys that missed out, and I am going to send you stickers. And also, if you didn't know, I had stickers made with the new logo, and I am still sending those out for free. That's still happening, so get with me at Uncle Dig on Instagram or UncleDig4 at gmail.com, and... Ask me for some stickers, and I'll send them to you. All right, uh, and other than that, it is a beautiful spring day, and I want everyone to remember, especially those of us who have access to this fine, fine plant, to just breathe in the good shit and exhale the bad shit, because there's a lot of silly shit going on in the world right now. But let's just hold fast to the people we appreciate and the plant we love and try to write it out the best we can, okay? Let's overgrow the world! Oh, well, what do, I have to, what do we even have for you today, right? I should probably tell you, like, right, be a good host and be like, hey, what do I have for you? Today I have for you a mini interview with my buddy Dallas from <clears throat> Dallas. So uh, that's cool. It only took about nine minutes. Both got a little stoned. I picked the wrong strain, and I got through my questions a lot quicker than I than I than I thought I would. Really, but it was a good interview, short but sweet, to the point. And I also have a garden update for you today. So, um, yeah. Without further ado, let's do it. <laughs> Uncle Dick's garden update. It is April 27th, 2023, and I am in Gardening Zone 8B, and this is Uncle Dig with your garden update. I generally don't go outside permanently until after May 9th or Mother's Day, whichever comes first, as it helps me remember other things in my life, and because I know the light cycle won't flower most photoperiod cannabis plants. Before we get into the photo period garden update, let's talk about how these last two bust-down Patek autoflowers from Gem Seeker Genetics yielded. The bust-down Patek 2 yielded 2.01 ounces, and the bust-down Patek 4 yielded 1.73 ounces. It was a very good winter autoflower run. Um, I grew out a total of six plants and got 11.74 ounces. So I'm very happy. Now let's talk about what will the outdoor photo period run looks like, okay? 
So every year for the past couple of years, I have been running a mixture of regular seeds and feminized seeds in my outdoor gardens. I like some things that aren't available in feminized seeds. So if I want to grow them, I have to buy regular seeds and sex them at home. I don't grow cannabis male plants because I have no interest in breeding and I don't want seeds in the cannabis that I'm going to be consuming. There are two ways you can spot males. You can wait for them to express their sex naturally and or you can clone them and flower the clones or the original plants to determine sex and then grow out, you know, what you have left. I use both methods to ensure 100% success rates at determining gender. This double method hasn't failed me yet. So five of the ten photo period plants in my garden turned out to be male. Both the wedding crasher bag seed plants were male, as well as two of the fire of maroof plants. The sole gelato 33 bag seed was male. Very disappointing. That left me with five plants left to clone in sex. The Jaeger bag seed, three fire of maroof plants, and the forbidden fruit bag seed. All the plants are doing pretty well except the Jaeger, and she only has a slight nitrogen deficiency. I will most likely up-pot all these plants in like three days to three-gallon smart pots. I took clones three days ago, and I took two clones off each plant. I hope to sex one clone and use the spares for something else. The reason I want to wait three days to up-pot these girls is because I topped each of the plants today to encourage more lateral branching and to keep their heights at manageable levels until they go up into their final containers. I don't like to do anything traumatic to the plants except after they've had given three days to recover. So generally, if I've cut off some branches or whatever, I won't up-pot or do some other shock until they've had three days to recover from the initial shock. Whatever it is, whether I'm trellising, training, topping, whatever. I don't go at it multiple days at a time. Once I determine which plants are female, I will be germinating feminized seed to fill the holes in my garden. Also, some plants shock out when brought from artificial light into the sunlight. Those plants will be destroyed and replaced as well. I have plans for an outdoor autoflower garden as well this year, but we're not there yet. That isn't even really a good idea until late May at the earliest due to ambient nighttime temperatures. I will fill y'all in more on that plan later. I have to move a bunch of soil out of the way and I tore out my old chicken fence. This year, I am doing organic dry amendments only run in 20-gallon smart pots. I will mix Fox Farms and all-purpose 444 fertilizer and worm castings at first, and that will be my initial mix. I will then amend with only dry amendments after that. I'm trying to keep this as intellectually and physically simple as possible this year due to a persistently troubling back injury and a desire to enjoy... Um, what physical prowess I have left on some hiking trails this year. So I've scaled back the vegetable garden in that regard. In that there isn't one. I hope to use these 20-gallon pots as no-till beds, or at least as stationary beds. I like the idea of constantly building the soil for years and seeing what happens. I have used larger containers in the past, 
but I have both physical and financial limitations I did not have in the past. Ah, but the wheel turns for us all. That's it for the garden update. Let's overgrow the world. Hello, everyone. Please join me in welcoming Dallas to the Bagseed Chronicles. Dallas is a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom, a homesteader based out of Texas, a medical professional, and my good friend. Welcome to the Bagseed Chronicles, Dallas. Hey, thank you, Mr. Dig. What are you smoking on today? Uh, dude, I'm, it's hard to keep track of right now since I've been here with you guys. Like, um, But lately, the Sunday Driver. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've been smoking on the Sunday Driver a lot. That's been a go-to for you. Yep, yep, definitely. Good, good. That's a nice indica. Now, you don't live in the Northwest, right? You were visiting Oregon from the Confederate state of Texas. <laughs> yeah. Now, Texas has had a prohibition for a while now. It makes it hard to medicate, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely, dude. It sucks down there, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I found a found someone who'd let me move in with them out here. so um you know um you're thinking of relocating in the mid to long term is that correct oh yeah so like you know years you know in a few years down the line you know hopefully things can work out and i can move up to this location or to another state that is uh cannabis friendly like oklahoma or colorado Uh, oklahoma colorado you know even like you know um arizona Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't even think of Arizona. Like yeah. around, around. Oh, the high desert's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. like even Arizona, uh, but you know, like Colorado, Oregon, definitely. On New Mexico's list. legal, aren't they? Um, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think they were. I think they're re- they're if, if not um, recreational, I think medical because I think. Uh, like I said, this is still just in the planning stages. Like nothing's like set in. Oh stone, yeah, totally. So it's like you know where i want to go can change in the near future so oh yeah totally totally just out of texas yeah, and i God, i yes. feel like there is a time in every right thinking compassionate like texas native life where they're like they have to make a decision sometimes it's multiple points in your life and the and the decision changed like you went back home after your army yeah time and well then, i moved to georgia first but then i moved back to texas yay georgia such an improvement <laughs> <laughs> so so, um, but you have to make that decision, right? If you're in the South, whether you're going to stay and suck it up well, or I mean, leave. Like, well, so, uh, it just sucks that I can't just openly smoke in Texas, honestly. Like, you know, yeah. I, my, the, my consumption isn't like y'all's consumption, your consumption no. by any means. <laughs> there is, I have a hard time keeping up with you guys. You don't have to keep up. I try. Just hang around. I know. <laughs> so, um... What 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 made you decide that you wanted to leave? Like like what was there one thing or was it a collection of things? Oh, or? it's just uh, just collection of things. Just over time, it's like yeah, I really don't like Texas that much anymore. I don't like the vibe here anymore. How has the vibe changed since I left? I know I I, uh, I left in two thousand five, and I've been back periodically. And it just seemed more tense every time I oh, went back. Yeah, every time you go there, I mean, everything's you know. You know, everybody's like hunkered into their like little social circles. So, and they're just like, mm, just grumble, grumble, grumble. Everybody's grumbling all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you use cannabis to, um, manage some health conditions and not being able to have steady informed access to cannabis has been annoying to try to medicate. But what have you been doing since you've been out here 
of going to the dispensary, has it been easier to kind of find what you like and what you don't like? Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like, so, um, just being able to walk in and get a, a, you know, just a high CBD, uh, strain of flour on just actually knowing what you're getting, like, cause you don't know what you're getting when you're like, you know, not getting it through proper channels, like in my home state. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you get what you get from your dealer. Like, and most of it's just like, just, just going to get you high. You know, there's nothing that's like, what strain do you have? The one that's in the bag. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, Hey, what is this? And it's like, most of the time, I don't know. Like sometimes they'll be like, Oh, it's this. And I'm like, and I'll look it up and I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well that might help, but probably not. But you know, it's like, Oh, well, this is this ah crap this is not gonna help with my like my ptsd at all (laughs) right right so being able to like have access to you know being able to pick and choose what is best for you dude like coming out here this is so awesome oh yeah cool awesome i'm glad you're having a good time and obviously um (laughs) the cannabis in oregon is cheaper usually if you're traveling to oregon you'll find um, that the cannabis is cheaper um, than wherever you're coming from. Um, Most definitely. <laughs> I, even Washington, California, I, anywhere. We have we are blessed with an, a glut of weed a lot of the time. So a lot of times our prices are pretty competitive. But can you speak on quality? Has the quality in the dispensary been compared, comparative to what you get at home, or has there been a difference? Oh, there's a huge difference. Oh, like, is there? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So stuff from the dispensary is like way better. Okay. Than what I get. So, okay. And it's way cheaper. <laughs> okay. Because I honestly didn't know. Because I know that like every now and then I'll come across something, and they're just like, "Hey, I just got this," and I'm like, "Okay, cool." And you try it and you're just like, okay, finally something that came around that like really helps. And then it's just like, just months of not knowing what you got after that. Right. So when we're speaking about quality, what, what specifically speaks out to you? Is it, is it overly dried in Texas or does Yeah. It- so a lot of times it's like comes in and it's like super compressed, right? you know, vacuum sealed and stuff. Uh, you know, people are, you know, moving weight out there. Right. And they're probably mailing it, and I, I'm sure that that's part of it. And then there's gets coming across the state oh, yeah. lines and from so Mexico, or wherever. Whatever. I mean, it's coming. From, I mean, it's coming from other states too. But like, um, you just don't know where your source is. Honestly, I don't know. Right, 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 right. That that sounds super difficult and annoying. Um, so, what's your favorite way to consume cannabis? Like, if you just had an, an unlimited, you know, access to cannabis. You know what would be your preferred way to smoke? Uh, I'd probably just smoke it. You know, smoke flour. Yeah, but like a like a spoon, like a like a handpipe or a bong or a, a joint or. Uh, I would probably, uh, if I could just you know on a normal basis, I would probably just use like a little bubbler or something just to cool it down a little bit, but you know, big enough to just carry around a little bit, not but. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Like a little, like a little hand bubbler, like a little, uh, like a little hand pipe with a little bubble chamber on the bottom of it. Yeah, something that like, you could stash like, away you know, quickly. Like nine inch long or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like a nine inch long like bong or like like in between a bubbler and a bong, like maybe a six inch even. Yeah, something like that. That makes sense. Yeah. And so, like, what what do you, what would you say like the most fun thing you've had doing here out stoned has been since you've been out here? Oh, definitely the redwoods. Oh, the redwoods. Yes. Okay, see, I tell people the redwoods are the place to go 
if you're in Southern Oregon or Northern California and you've got a little bit of time, um, drive down, you know, the Redwood Highway and go see uh, the Jedediah Smith Redwoods while they're still there. Because eventually they're probably going to burn down and that'll be super lame. And they're they're beautiful. And I think one of the things that's really cool about the Redwoods is that like you'll people say, oh, it's life-changing, whatever. But like until you go there, you really don't realize like how special those like stands of giant trees are until you're in them walking around. They're crazy. Makes makes me feel all prehistoric. <laughs> I don't know about prehistoric, but uh, definitely uh, awe inspiring. Every time I go out there, yeah. Everyone, thank you so much for told. All right, hold on, hold on. All right, we so- gotta do some like Mario sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> So I fucking forgot how to use people's fake names, so we're going to edit the previous fucking, like, 56 seconds out. Good for a blooper reel. Oh, my God. Maybe. Okay, so that was uh, one of my mini interviews with Dallas. Everyone thank Dallas. Thank you, Dallas, for being on the Backseat Chronicles. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Uncle Dig. Thank you, everybody, for having me on. Appreciate it. All right. Until next time, let's overgrow the world. Absolutely. You can reach me, Uncle Dig, on Instagram, at Uncle Dig. The bumper music on this podcast was produced by Chad DeVillier on ukulele. He can be followed on YouTube at Ukuleles Are Stupid or on Instagram at Chadwick Enterprises. Thank you for listening to the Bagseed.